Hi, I'm Peter Alsop. Welcome to my Songs to Chew podcast, episode number 39. Today we're picking up at chapter two of my In the Hospital album. Last week, my storytelling buddy Bill Harley and I found ourselves in the hospital together, singing and getting into mischief with the other kids. This recording was awarded the coveted Parents' Choice Award for Best Children's Recording of the Year when it first came out. It's got songs and stories that empower kids to better understand and cope with a hospital stay. It's also a fun resource for healthy kids who aren't sick or having an operation or anything because it covers regular everyday issues that regular everyday kids deal with, such as self-esteem, appreciating individual differences, and the importance of family and friends. I mean, we won the Best Children's Album Award, not the Best Sick Children's Album Award. I don't think there is one of those. These songs encourage open-mindedness and imaginative thinking. In the Hospital comes with a bound book of the complete script with songs and notes for medical professionals and parents by pediatric nurses Penny Peffley and Diane Gates, and me and Bill Harley, too. We've got suggestions for parents and nurses about how to use this album to help the kids understand what goes on in hospitals and take some of the fear out of a child's hospital experience. I think this recording and book are perfect for kids who are in the hospital and for kids who have never been in a hospital and never plan on being in a hospital. It's for grown-ups who maybe were in hospitals when they were kids and for grown-ups who maybe have kids in hospitals or grown-ups who don't have kids in hospitals, but just in case someday someone in their family might have to visit a hospital, then their kids won't need to be very scared because they've already heard this album. It can be very helpful for people who work in hospitals, helping other people, no matter how old or young any of those people might be. So it's kind of an album for everyone because its stories and songs are about living and feeling and loving and caring about each other. In today's episode, Bill Harley's going to tell us a story about Peggy the Quadrupus. I once saw a huge quadrupus in Anchorage, Alaska at a conference for kids with disabilities a long time ago. A quadrupus is an octopus who only has four legs, so they're different than the other octopi, or octopuses if you're a kid who doesn't know any Latin. Well, I figured we ought to have a story in, our, in the hospital album about being different, so Bill and I worked on making this one up, and Diane and Penny thought it was a good idea too. Bill's a great storyteller, as you're about to hear. So here we go with Chapter 2 of In the Hospital. Make up one of your stories for me. I'll rest rest. Hi, Bill. You guys want some company? Sure. Hey, come on in. I was just going to make up a story for Peter. These are some of the other kids in the hospital. This is Peter. Hi, Hi Peter. What are you in for? Echo, echo, Lely, I think, think. Hey, what happened to your face? Oh, this is scar tissue. I got burned in a fire pretty bad. Looks gross, huh? I don't know. I just never saw anyone like you, you. Me neither. But lots of us kids here look different. We got bandages or casts. Daryl talks funny. It's weird at first, but you get used to it. I only have one leg. Do you know anyone with one leg? Now I do do. Doo-doo? That's real classy, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, come on in and sit down, you guys. I just got an idea for a story. It's next to me yeah, this time. time. Me. From a wheelchair. No, over here. Way down under the ocean, there lived an octopus whose name was Peggy. Peggy was different. Octopus means you have eight legs, but Peggy didn't have eight. She only had four. When she was a little octopus, she'd gotten too close to a giant clam shell, and that clam had bitten three of her legs off and hurt another one, and that one got so infected that the doctor had to cut it off, you know, amputate it. And so she only had four left. She hated having four legs and made her sad and miserable and hurt and confused. Some of the other octopuses made fun of her. Hey, Gimp, you look like a table. <laughs> hey, look, it's Peggy. She can't be an octopus. She's only got four legs. She must be a quadrupus. That'd make Peggy mad. 
She'd squirt ink in their faces. They just laughed. Seemed like the matter she got, the more they made fun of her. I can't help it, she'd scream at them. There were a lot of things that she could do, just like other octopuses. But she hated being different. She hated looking in the mirror, too, because it just reminded her she was different. Well, Peggy did have one friend whose name was Gus. Gus was an octopus, too, a little bit older than Peggy. He was her friend. He only had six legs. He'd been born that way. Gus spent most of his time in a huge abandoned shell. Peggy used to go visit him. He'd make her feel better. Hey, Peggy, don't be sad. I love the way you laugh. I love the way you smile. I love the way you act. You got your own style. That makes me feel better. Thanks a lot, Gus. Gus spent all of his time in that huge abandoned shell. He wouldn't go out at all. He had when he was little, but he said he wouldn't anymore. He just stayed where people or, or octopuses wouldn't make fun of him. Peggy would go visit him and try to make him come out. Gus, come on out. It's really calm. There's a whole school of fish over by the reef. Nuh-uh. I'm not going out there. Nobody likes me. It's safer in here. Yeah, but, but I like you. I'm still not coming. Peggy used to swim up close to the shore, far away from where the octopuses played. Sometimes, she would stick her head out of the water and look around. She could see birds flying overhead. Sometimes, she'd see boats passing by. She saw strange creatures with only two legs. Look at them. They only have two legs. They're really weird. And then one day, the octopuses in the school had been really mean to her. Hey, Peggy, we heard that song that Gus sings to you. We made up our own song. Listen. Let's face it. You're not like us. Let's face it. You're just a quadrupus. Let's face it. You only got four. Let's face it. You don't have more. How do you like that? Peggy was miserable. She floated far away from where the other octopuses were, close to a dock. When she looked up, she saw one of those two-legged creatures. It had another animal with four legs on a leash, a dog. Look at them. Nobody's making fun of them. They both have smiles on their faces. It must be down here where everybody's so mean. Maybe I'll go up there and I'll be happy. She went back and told Gus. Hey, Gus, up there on land, there's things with two legs and four legs, and nobody makes fun of them. I want to go up there. No, no, Peggy. Don't go. I, I like you here. Yeah, but nobody else does. Don't go. Let's face it, we're different. But I like you. That's not enough, Gus. Come on, I want you to come. Uh, no. I'm staying here where it's safe. It'll be hard for you to breathe. Besides that, I don't want you to go. You're the only friend I have. Gus, you gotta come out of there. I like how you look. No. I'm staying right here. So Peggy decided she was going to go up on land. She knew she was going to need water. So she found an old bucket on the ocean bottom and filled it. She dragged it up onto the land. This is heavy, but at least no one will make fun of me. Peggy walked up on the beach onto the road. She had to stop every once in a while and fall in the bucket so she could breathe. Peggy walked down the street until she came to a bunch of stores. 
She walked by a store with hats in the window. Some were tall and a lot had different colors. Some had flowers on top. Some were bonnets with ribbons to tie under the chin. Just then, a huge woman walked out with a new hat with feathers all over it. Hey, I could get a job as a hat. They could tie two of my legs under the chin to keep me from blowing away when the wind blows. She walked into the store, talked the woman into letting her try and be a hat. The woman hung Peggy on a hat stand. Peggy sat and waited. In a little while, this very small, skinny woman came in with dyed red hair. I'm looking for the latest fashion, something no one else has yet. The lady in the store said, I've got just the thing for you. Just came in this morning from the coast. Truly unique. She took Peggy off the hat stand and put her on top of the lady's head. Peggy wrapped two of her legs around the woman's head and held on with her suction cups. <laughs> ah! It's slimy and cold! Get it away! Get it away! Peggy let go and slid down the woman's face. Oh! It's moving! Of course I'm moving. Peggy grabbed her bucket and headed out the door. Her hair was getting stuck in my suction cups. I didn't want to be a hat anyway. She walked down the street by a pet store. In the window, she saw some puppies. There. That's what I want to be. She walked in. Hello. I've come to apply to be a dog. Hey, sweetheart. You don't look like a dog. What do you mean? I have four legs, don't I? Well, yeah, well, so do elephants. They're not dogs. What are you anyway? Well... I was an octopus, but I only have four legs, so they called me a quadrupus. But now I want to be a dog. What, do you eat dog food? No, listen. Put a leash on me and let me walk around. I'll even bark. The man in the store put a collar around Peggy's head. Look, sweetheart, you don't even have a neck. You look ridiculous. Listen, I could make a lot of money with you. We, we could go places together. Have you ever thought about being in a fish tank like a guppy? Listen. Let's face it. You look like a guppy, let's face it. You're not a puppy, let's face it. Forget it. I don't want that. I'm not something for people just to stare at. I'm an octopus, even if I only have four legs. She picked up her bucket, dragged it out of the store. She was getting tired of dragging a bucket and upset that she couldn't find a place on land either. There must be some place for me around here. I just know it. She was walking down the street. She saw a sign outside of a restaurant. Dishwashers needed. Peggy walked in and talked to the manager. Look, I got four legs. I can hold three dishes and three hands and scrub with the fourth. Wonderful. You are just the person uh, thing I have been looking for. Follow me. He led Peggy back into the kitchen and introduced her to the chef and all the help. And then he took her over to the pile of plates by the sink. Here is your work. Go to it. Peggy started to work. At first she thought it was going to be all right, since she was always wet washing the dishes, and she didn't have to keep jumping in her bucket. But then, the water began to get hot. She didn't like it that hot. It hurt her suction cups. And then, after about an hour of washing, one of the waiters brought her a plate that still had some food on it. It looked familiar. Hey, what is this stuff? Oh, spaghetti and octopus sauce. It's really good. Octopus? You eat octopus? Yeah, it's good. Try it. I'm not going to eat that. I'm an octopus. No, you're not. You only got four legs. I don't care how many legs I got. I'm an octopus. I'm not going to eat that. It might be somebody I know. That's disgusting. Suit yourself. It's our most popular dish. Well, I can't work here. I'm not going to work someplace where they might eat me. 
Peggy grabbed her bucket and walked out. Now she was really tired of dragging the bucket around. She was sad, lonely. It was getting dark. She was hungry and tired. She put the bucket down under a tree and climbed in to go to sleep. When she woke up the next morning, she felt like something was different. She looked around. She wasn't in her bucket. There was glass on all four sides of her with fish swimming around and strange plastic plants. And when she looked out of the glass, she saw the faces of people staring at her. And then she read backwards through the glass the sign on the aquarium. Beware, dangerous quadrupus eats fingers and noses. Only $99.95. No! She sprayed ink at the sign. The people gasped. <gasps> Look! It's attacking! The man who owned the pet store walked over. Hey there, kid. We found you outside on the streets last night. Look, everybody's staring at you. You're a star. I told you there was money to be made. I don't want to be a star. I want to be me. I got four legs, but I'm an octopus, and I don't eat fingers or noses, and I'm not for sale. Peggy climbed out of the aquarium and began pulling her bucket out of the store. Wait, said the man. Come back, honey. Let's face it. You look funny. Let's face it. I can make some money. Oh, go clean some bird cages. Go clean your camel. Peggy dragged herself out of the store, down the street, until she just couldn't go any farther. She sat down on the curb, and there, all alone in that city, Right next to her bucket, she began to cry. She cried and she cried and cried for the longest time until she didn't think she had anything left. Oh, I just don't know what to do. I just have to face it. Doesn't make any difference where I go if I'm not happy with myself. I'm tired of this. I'm going to go back and see Gus. She dragged the bucket down the street till she came to the beach. She pulled herself across the sand until she reached the water, and there she let the waves pull her back into the ocean. Ah, this is better. She swam down until she came to Gus's shell. Gus was still there. Hey, Gus, I'm back. Peggy, wow, am I glad to see you. Oh, you know, I just about had it here by myself. Without you here, there's nothing to do. I'm sick and tired of sitting around in this shell. I got cramps from being cooped up in here. Hey, Gus, you remember that song you used to sing for me? I've been thinking about it. Let's face it, you're in a shell. Let's face it, you don't feel well. Let's face it, it's time you try. Let's face it, I'm on your side. Let's face it. Yeah, no matter how many legs you have, doesn't feel good if you stay cooped up inside. Gus, remember what they say, no one likes a lonely octopus. I think I can put up with some octopuses looking at me if they haven't met me before. I mean, I got four legs and I know that's a little different, but other than that, I'm still an octopus. Yeah, I like you. I think you're an octopus. And I think you're one too. A great octopus. You ready to come out of your shell? Yeah. Me too.
That's the end of chapter two. Let's do chapter three next week. You have to make sure you hit the follow button on your podcast so you can keep getting this episode every week. And you can also go back and listen to any of the other episodes we did before you signed up. Our book that goes with this album talks about the importance of maintaining a healthy, positive self-image and how that's a lifelong process for all of us. Children who are born or become physically different are particularly vulnerable to the reactions of others. These reactions strongly influence how they feel about themselves, and they need all the support they can get to protect them from acquiring a negative self-image. Like Peggy, these kids may try to run away from their differentness or hide in a shell like Gus. It's perfectly natural to want to protect yourself when you feel like the whole world is looking at you with disapproving eyes, but the real issue is self-acceptance. Kids are naturally inquisitive, and their questions and curiosity should be dealt with honestly. Seeing another child with crutches, a wheelchair, walker, hearing aid, etc., can draw their attention. It may be helpful to give them the chance to touch, handle, and see how these work. Remember twisting your ankle as a child and then trying to persuade your parents to let you use crutches to walk? Children learn by our examples of caring, compassion, acceptance, and the ability to look beyond what we first see. You would never know just by looking at a dry, prickly pineapple that a wonderful sweet fruit is inside. And coconuts might be hard to open, but they're worth it. We will miss some people's very special gifts if we don't get past their outsides. It helps to be aware that one of the great things about hospitals these days is a mixture of races that we see. Black kids and brown and tan and white kids and pig-skinned kids with freckles and yellow kids all get treated. It wasn't always that way, and unfortunately it still isn't in some places. People's attitudes and behaviors change slowly, but they do change. We better sign off now. Thanks for stopping by. Please let your friends know about this podcast. It's free, and maybe you know a family that might really like to hear in the hospital, or maybe their kids would. So if you tell them about the podcast, it's like getting them a present that they will really like, and it's not going to cost anybody any money. That's pretty good, right? Okay, that's it for today. See you next week with Chapter 3 of In the Hospital. Bye for now.